the luscious slew, and I listen to the Comic Syndicate. If you love comics, you'll be into what? Listen to the Comic Syndicate. If movies make you contemplate, just science will accommodate. Twitter for communication at Comic Syndicate One. I was drowning in a sea of podcasts, and I found the one I need at long last. Book reviews, the news, and sex facts. It's more than anyone could ask for. The Comic Syndicate Podcast. Ooh, the Comic Syndicate Podcast. Ooh, the Comic Syndicate Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. The Comic Syndicate Podcast. Another episode of Comic Syndicate. Check them out at thecomicsyndicate.podbean.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And now, here are your hosts, Josiah and Adam. Welcome to the Comic Syndicate, episode 314. I'm your host, Josiah at For the Villain on Twitter, at comic underscore syndicate on Instagram. Did I get the episode right? 314. Yes, I did. What's up, guys? It's been quite a while. Uh, welcome to the Comic Syndicate to all you new listeners um, that have never listened to the show before. It's a pop culture podcast about uh, comic books, and TVs, movies, gaming, uh, cosplay, TV shows, streaming, a little bit of everything that's just pop culture. I uh, just wanted to introduce myself since I've been out for a while, which I'm going to completely uh, describe and uh, talk about that at the end of the show. Uh, so I don't want to detour any new listeners. Um, I'm not going to put you guys through that. Wait till the end of the show. Uh, for all you old listeners that have been around um, that I love and I miss you guys, uh, you guys know I'm always a busy guy. So um, I'm going to explain exactly uh, why I took a break. Um, it's going to make perfect sense to you guys. Uh, any new listeners, if you guys want to hang out till the end of the show, um, I don't know how long I'm going to go. The first half of the show or normal show, I'm going to cut it really short, really sweet, probably about half an hour. Um, and then I'm going to fully, again, describe uh, why why I took a break. Um, and again, it's going to make sense. So again, new listeners, if you guys want to get to know me, uh, my thoughts, my opinions, my ideals, my feelings, my thoughts, and just exactly what I experienced or went through, then um, yeah, you guys are going to get to know a lot about me all right guys let's do it the way we normally do what we spoke about 100 episodes ago episode 214 we entitled hashtag mike check one two the comic syndicate episode 214 mike check one two uh this year i'm sorry yeah this week uh app for the villain finally hits an update on the future of the show teaches a new podcast and goes into what we spoke about 100 episodes ago that's very interesting how this key uh, podcast from uh, 100 episodes ago kind of coincides with a few things that I've been thinking as well. Uh, so I do have several other podcasts, Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes, and the Audio Chronicles all are going to be on the same feed. So if you, if you are subscribed to the Comic Syndicate podcast, you will get those for free as well. You will get notifications uh, for those uh, I have a bunch of deep dives written that I need to hit. Uh, very interesting, very intriguing. One's kind of what the fuck. The other one is just, uh, yeah, I don't know. You guys are going to have to wait. I have those, again, worked on, written out, just finding the time to do that, which um, I think I got a good game plan going for those. All right. Uh, we hit sports talk, MLB, NBA, and NHL. We hit what the fuck news. Online dating lowers self-esteem and increases depression, study says. Uh, if you guys are ever intrigued by these topics, uh, go back and, and listen to the full library, the full catalog. You guys can subscribe to the podcast and iTunes, Stitcher, although Stitcher is going to die soon. Uh, Apple, Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, I'm everywhere. Just type in The Comic Syndicate. Uh, I don't think you have to put this Comic Syndicate podcast or thecomicsyndicate.podbean.com. Uh, full library. We hit Comic Talk, Image, Spawn, Birthright, Movies. Marvel Fox acquisition. Uh, we hit comic reviews, Swamp Thing, Winter Special, which was a book of the week, and I put possible book of the year candidate. That was such a great fucking title. Um, it, I'm a huge Swamp Thing fan. 
And if you guys have not read it, uh, go back. It's just a single uh, issue for the most part. It's a small trade paperback for the most part. Not even a trade paperback. I don't want it to sound ominous. Um, it's a quick – it's it's a good read. Um, it's worth checking out, guys. If you guys ever need to get hooked up or want to get hooked up with where to find comics and how to – uh, kind of catch them for free. Feel free to hit me up, guys. I'm at for the villain on Twitter at comic underscore syndicate on Instagram. Um, that's what we got for the beginning of the show. All right, bullet points. Uh, you know what? Yeah, let's hit it real quick. Uh, bullet points was pretty much um, the last show I did. I guess uh, I entitled it that one: um, intimidation factors and. Demers. Now, very funny because when I recorded that one, I uh, was in, fuck me, late August, September last year, 2022. Um, yeah, so everything that I've gone through and experienced again, guys, hold on to the end of the show, and I will definitely get to you on that. Um, it's been a while since I've done this, so the editing and t- putting in all the drops um, are going to be interesting. So give me a few. I'll be right back with some comic talk. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. I'm writing All-Star Batman uh, this year, and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. I'm Mitch Garrett, the artist and Sheriff of Babylon. I'm Tom King, the writer of Sheriff of Babylon, and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. Syndicate. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to the Comics Syndicate. Hi, my name is Brian Bucciolato, and I listen to Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Chris Michello. We're hanging out here at Frank and Sons, and we're having a good time on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon. And uh, you're listening to me live on Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Brian Michael Bendis, and you are listening to the Comic Syndicate. Comic Talk. Wow, it's been forever since I've heard that. Um, all right, guys, let's go through some comic talk real quick. Uh, I finally went to San Diego Comic Con. So we all went through this pandemic thing, and I've canceled everything. Uh, WonderCon, jeez, uh, the last three uh, San Diego Comic Conventions, too, I guess. Uh, WonderCon's Star Wars Celebration, uh, Concerts, uh, System of a Down, Deftones, uh, Comedy Shows, uh, the Impractical Jokers, it's just a lot of stuff that I canceled because I wasn't ready to get out into the world yet. And things have gotten a lot better um, in certain ways, and they've gotten terrible in certain ways. Um, but I finally decided to go to San Diego Comic Con 2023 this year. Uh, very cool because I got in for free as media again. Um, I had the chance to interview some people. And a lot of people pulled out because of uh, the SAG-AFTRA uh, strike, SAG-AFTRA, AFTRA strike. Um, so I didn't get to get a lot of interviews, unfortunately. Actually, I got zero interviews. I took my recorder um, and just in case. But, um, you know, what? it was still fucking cool uh, to be able to go to the San Diego Comic Con and have it be a comic book convention again was fucking dope. Uh, if you guys have never been... Try to go to a local, you know, comic convention in your guys' neighborhood or your guys' town. San Diego Comic Con is fucking on steroids, dude. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's fun. Um, saw a lot of cool costumes, cosplay. Uh, I saw a lot of old writers that I knew. It was nice to go up to writers and artists and, like, kind of chit-chat. And it's been so long, like, they kind of remember you, which is cool and, and fun. Um Went to a few panels. Um, I got a few pictures. I get, actually, I took a lot of pictures. I still got to post more up. So as far as San Diego Comic-Con uh, goes, panel-wise, the Marvel up-and-coming stuff is very cool. They're going to drop a new X-Men title that's very reminiscent of uh, the Age of Apocalypse title, or at least the the title of characteristics look like like uh, the Age of Apocalypse um, X-Men title. I'm very curious where it's going to go. Um, I have one review today about X-Men, so it's going to be cool to dive into that one. Um, but yeah, uh, DC Night Terrors is an event that's going on right now. Um, I haven't read everything, and just to premise, uh, you new listeners, I don't want to scare you guys off. Uh, I work two jobs, so it's hard for me to read. Like, I, I choose, uh, pick and choose my battles for the most part. I am caught up on the Daredevil run, the Batman run, um, but I love 
I love Chip Zarsky, Zdarsky, and his writing style and the way he writes Batman and the way he writes Daredevil. Um, X-Men got a little crazy to keep up with, um, and Nightwing. I'm a huge Nightwing fan, so I'm caught up with Nightwing. Again, I have to pick and choose my battles, so when I do these reviews for the show, um, I try to go in as in-depth as I can, but try to stay away from spoilers. Sometimes it's unavoidable. I just want the the comic to sound intriguing to you guys, so you guys will be interested in it, and uh, hopefully go out and purchase it, and, and you know just become a fan, dude. It, it's okay to read fucking comic books. It's okay to watch nerdy fucking shows. It's okay to watch anime or or manga, dude. Um, not into manga really, um, but still all those things. If you there's a cartoon you like, it's okay to be a Star Wars nerd. It's okay just to be enjoy. And anything that's out there, uh, pop culture-wise. All right, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Like I said, uh, first title I'm going to review is going to be an IDW title. The name of the title is going to be called Bryn Moore, issue number one. Again, IDW comic book. Uh, the art's really gorgeous already. Uh, the writer is going to be Steve Niles. The artist is going to be Damian Worm. Um, Taylor Esposito is going to be the letterer. Uh, this one starts off really quick. Uh, it's shows a man moving back to an old town in North Carolina. Uh, it says, recently divorced, recently sober, Mark Turner has returned to a small island off the coast of North Carolina where he grew up. Named Turner Island after his great-great-great-grandfather, Mark's family was once a very important, uh, but that faded a long time ago. Uh, again, the art's beautiful, just showing the scenery of, of uh, North Carolina. So it's a story about a man that goes back home, um, after having drug issues, after having uh, alcohol issues and um, issues with his family and how it, I guess, I mean, how, not, how it tore his life apart and how he's really trying to get his life back together. So he goes back to an old town, North Carolina, and he decides to rebuild an old church there um, as his home. So once he moves back in, old neighbors, old acquaintances don't of uh, like the fact that he's back in town. We don't know where, uh, I guess, uh, where he came from, first of all. Uh, we don't know issues with his family yet, although we get several pieces of dialogue throughout the story. This was actually a short read, too, as well, guys, so it's worth checking out. And this is actually a horror story, so um, you don't get any horror elements this first issue, so that's why I'm very intrigued where it goes because the art... And the cover just alone looks – I don't know if it's misleading. I don't know if it's a vampire or, or what it is exactly. Anyways, this this guy decides to move back in town, uh, reconstruct and, and rebuild this old church for his home. Uh, he comes across a dog. He feeds the dog, and they become best friends. Uh, next day, he goes into town to buy some lumber, and again, this town hates the fact that he's back. We don't know what's happened here yet, and um, so he – Scraps it out with some punk that, that wants to give him shit. Goes and buys his lumber and takes off back home or to the church, I guess. He's living in an RV for the most part once he moves back into town just to rebuild this church. Um, so he comes across a lady that drops off uh, some of his parts for him. And she's the only one who doesn't give him shit. Like, she's uh, very kind and, and, you know, sweet to him. And he even says, like... You know, it's nice to have not everyone hate me here. So it's kind of weird. Like, if you went through so much shit, why would you go back to some place where you were miserable? Again, we don't know the backstory yet. So anyways, he's cleaning up the church, this uh, house he's going to rebuild. And he comes across um, this, I don't know if it's an altar, I guess, is what it is. He's moving everything out and comes across um, this staircase, um, and once he goes in, he comes across this, uh, underground, not a cave, I guess it's like a door with inscriptions in it, um, I don't know, so, uh, it's very cool, uh, again, the art probably sold me the most, uh, it's, it's very beautiful art, it's simple, um, we see him miserable, though, um, he, like, dealing with his shit, his wife calls him so he can talk to his daughter, and his daughter hates him, and his wife, his ex-wife hates him. So 
Um, there's even a scene where he goes back to a bar, drives to a bar, and he's like, fuck it. Like, I'm, I'm tired of this shit. Um, and he thinks otherwise, and, and he's like, no, I, I can't do this shit. So uh, he talks himself out of going to the bar. So cool that it's humanizing the character. Like, you know, he knows what he's done to clean up his life, and he doesn't want to go back to those old ways. Um, but, yeah, it does end with him on the bottom of the church or underneath the church going through this corridor. Um, it was a good first issue, very quick read, nothing crazy, but um, it was interesting. I, I liked it. All right, this next title is going to be a Marvel Comics title. Um, I grew up a Marvel kid, but I just love everything IDW. Um, give me Image Comics all day long. Uh, Marvel Comics, DC, of course. Um, POW is not bad. Um, but yeah, just shit, like everything I grew up with. Um, this one, again, it's going to be a Marvel Comics title. It's going to be X-Men Hellfire Gala. Um, this one starts off weeks ago. Uh, we had... Um, White Queen and Cyclops are talking about a new uh, mutant they've stumbled across, and they're discussing whether or not to invite this young girl to the Hellfire Gala. Um, Jonathan Hickman initially started the run of Powers of X and House of X. Um, I love Jonathan Hickman. I'm a huge East of West fan. Um, I just, I'm just a huge fan of his writing. It's really dope. Um, so he started this a few years back, and um, he created the world of Krakoa where mutants can have a safe haven. Um, and a lot of shit has gone down. Uh, the Hellfire Gala is pretty much just an event where the mutants uh, try to get together with you know delegates of you know different nations. Um, uh, other and, and the Avengers, you know, just to help them realize, like, okay, we're creating these plants and you know these cures for diseases. We want to help you guys out. We know you guys hate us. Um, and the whole thing behind the X Men, you know, the world hates and fears them. Uh, so th a lot of gnarly shit goes down in this. This is probably going to be book of the week, and I've, I've read a few good things, but this one I was not quite expecting. So, anyways, the young girl in question happens to be Kamala Khan. Now, Kamala Khan, if you guys have seen uh, Ms. Marvel, the the show, um, and even if you know her background, she should be, she is an inhuman, which is not a mutant. But we've come to find out this issue that um, she died recently in Spider-Man, and um, I'll review that one. But she dies in Spider-Man, in an issue of Spider-Man, and the mutants find out she is also a mutant. So she's a half mutant and half inhuman. And they have these um, resurrection protocols where they're able to bring back mutants. You know, once they have their genes, they're able to replicate them and bring them back to life with past memories. This issue kind of deals with, um, again, the X-Men mutants in general trying to figure out, like, it, it might be good to be at the front of this. Like, let the world know, like, one of their favorite heroes is also a mutant. Um, because, again, the mutants are just hated by everyone. They think it's going to help out with just, you know, relations across the, the globe for them. So, anyways, they get all ready for this party. Kamala Khan is tripping out that she is a half-mutant, half-inhuman. She wants to know what her mutant powers are. And Professor X ends up uh, describing to her that um, because the Terrigan Mist, and this happened years ago, Terrigan Mist are what makes uh, the Inhumans, it gives them their powers. Um, and she, her abilities are, are interesting. She's like, she's a shapeshifter. She can stretch. I know it sounds weird. So she's kind of like Mr. Fantastic. Um, she has, I mean, yeah, she's kind of Mr. Fantastic-y. Um, she has regenerative healing. So, um, she's a dope character. She's a young kid. Um, and she's, yeah, just a dope character. So now her dying in the pages of Spider-Man, her coming back to life through these resurrection protocols and finding out she's a mutant now. Um, and then, again, her asking, what are my mutant abilities? And then, you know, again, um, Professor X is describing to her that, well, when the Terrigan mishappened, it, 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 I guess, it hit a synapse and, and created your inhuman abilities. Um, but it's a good thing that happened because the Terrigan miss had an adverse effect on mutants. So, any mutants around the Terrigan Mist, it would kill them. So he's like, we still don't know. We'll figure it out. You know, we're, we'll figure it out. I know it's just interesting because, you know, to have her being in a human for so long and to find out 
she's she's a mutant is is very interesting continue on with the story now it goes back to the gala and everyone's there so all the x-men all the mutants are there uh they're on a particular uh island remote island and uh krakoa is the name of this uh island that they initially created they can teleport to the moon only mutants um and they created again this safe haven but they're able to get anywhere through these teleportation gates um this island they come for the the gala and it's everyone all the avengers you know all the mutants they're all dressed up um we see even villains in here like um again it's it's a gala to to get everyone together you know so they don't think anyone is up to anything shady for the most part Anyways, very interesting that they've been doing this the, the past three years, I want to say. Um, the Kitty Pride stuff in here is dope. Uh, everyone looks sharp and dope the way they are at this gal. It's just interesting to see. But um, everyone just looks sharp until uh, they announce a new X-Men team. And as soon as that X-Men team gets introduced, uh, a lot of shit goes down. So Nimrod is a futuristic sentinel. And um, he starts attacking them. Like, it's cool how they go about it, too, because he shoots in and we see people dying left and right. Like, Dazzler gets torn in half, Cannonball. And these are like the new X Men they just, uh, the new team they just um, introduced. And they they're just get obliterated. Like, they get torn apart and it's fucked up to see. Um,. Juggernaut is is one of the members that got put on the, this new team, and he's like one of the only survivors. And it's just nuts to see like Jubilee was on the team, and and she gets her face stomped like it's fucked up. And very interesting and cool though. And there's a really cool scene in here. I'm a I'm a huge Iceman fan, and um, to see him go to toe with Nimrod and fuck him up is interesting. And Nimrod even says, like, fuck, I wasn't expecting you to hurt me like that. And then he kind of blasts Bobby, and Bobby is able to, like, heal himself. But whatever he blasts him with, like, we see we see Iceman just start melting. And it's fucked up the way it, the visuals are, are beautiful, and but so fucked up to see Iceman just get rocked like this. So very cool. Visuals, again, beautiful. Um, very horror movie vibe uh, at, behind this whole fucking issue for the most part. And uh, the, the monologue that goes on is is just interesting, like how they've been waiting a year for this event to happen. Like the Avengers are here. Uh, the Avengers get called away on a mission, and so they leave. So all these mutants are left here. They can fend for themselves, but they just were so unprepared for this that they just get rocked. Everyone's trying their best just, I mean, to survive, to to save, you know, the innocents, everyone, and tr them trying to do their job, and them just getting screwed like any counterattack they could they could try to muster. They're caught off by Nimrod and, and um, Sinister, or the clone of Sinister's, like, this plan they came up with, and, and how methodical and and twisted the, this plan was um so it's it's uh as nathaniel asks so mr sinister and uh, orcus and the whole orcus army and nimrod and a bunch of sentinels and the the x-men just get fucking rocked dude uh so sinister toes and even modok's in this fucking thing like they they got modok to help them out too so they're fucked on every fucking level and Sinister tells Professor X, like, hey, this is all your fault. All those medicines you kept giving everyone? Um, yeah, I, I changed the gene so, like, I can kill them at any moment. So guess who's the asshole here? It's you. Like, just really twisted. Again, very methodical how they went about this plan. Um, Jean Grey is there. She's trying to save people, which she does. And then... Um, and as I'm sorry, and as she's trying to save people, um, Maura McTaggart is is was a, the hugest villain that you know has happened throughout the the past few years. Barely, she stabs Jean Grey, and, and she had put something on the blade in particular, and Jean Grey dies. So a lot of shit happens. A lot of X Men are fucking dead, and 
um, they're trying to work together. They're, they're trying to save the people. They're trying to fight back. They're getting their asses kicked. Moira McTaggart finally finds Professor X, and she demands him to send the X-Men away. So she's like, tells him to stop. So he has them all like frozen in space and time. And she's like, now I want you to send them back through the gates. Like there are all these gates are sent off world to the moon. Um, we don't want them back. Like if any mutant comes back, we're going to kill hundreds of humans. Um, so professor X is in this spot where it's like, okay, well fuck me. Let's send you guys all away. He uses his telepathy to to send them all away. Like, uh, and it's it's interesting. Um, and we see this this thing that we've seen a bunch in, in X Men comics before, where uh, Professor X has taught a bunch of the the team, like, okay, you guys have to be ready f- for an onslaught. If if I were to turn, like, you guys need to work on your mind control, like, you know, blocking that that telepathy so very interesting because we see a lot of x-men keep saying resist 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 which is you know this this thing he taught them um (laughs) and we see a lot of the x-men using this and but like hundreds of mutants just going through these fucking gates and yet this handful of of x-men team are not moving at all we just see this resist 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 um, very gnarly. So as we see hundreds, God, fucking thousands, because it's literally everywhere. Uh, we have uh, Krakoa, the island of Krakoa, going through these gates. We have London, all the mutants of London going through these gates. The uh, the country of Madripoor, same fucking thing. Uh, this this Mykines, Mykines island where this Hellfire Gala is, and we see you know a bunch of the X Men, you know Emma Frost, uh, uh, Nightcrawler, um, a lot of studs of, of the team just using this resist uh, telepathy thing and it's really interesting because and really fucked up um we see gene gray's dead body we see cyclops fucked up uh we see wolverine on on a mission and she she tells scott like i loved you i'm sorry and he's like what the fuck and he's gonna take him to the hospital he's got his ass kicked um logan we see him um with this resist thing too she's like logan hear me wake up he's like genie oh no what have they done and he's fighting an army of of orcas and we see gene's monologue we've almost lost it all tonight but the fight's not over i loved you too and i need you to do what you do best for me then we see wolverine pop his claws and dialogue as gene's life faded away the berserker awoke Logan was surrounded by the best special forces in Orcus's ranks. They never had a chance. So very cool to see that. Uh, back here at this this gala, we see Modok, Modok fucking uh, just laughing at this whole situation. Like these villains fucking fucked shit up. But we see a panel of, of Archangel. We see everyone um, with this resist on them still. Um, so very cool to see and they're finally able to fight back um and so one more time professor xavier sent all mutants off world to wherever this these teleportation gates are which is pretty much uh they were told off world like like just get them off world send them to the fucking moon we don't want them fucking here once they step foot on earth then humans are going to start dying so this resist team of x-men um, are able to finally work together and teleport out. Um, so that's cool to see. At least uh, we see a bloody juggernaut getting, you know, dragged by Nimrod, and they fucked each other up. But Juggernaut just got rocked. Uh, uh, Mystique fucking died. Like everyone and their fucking mother dies. This issue, dude. It's fucking nuts and bizarre and beautiful. Um, so now the X Men that teleported out with this resist thing they're like okay fuck it let's regroup real quick let's go teleport back to that fucking gala and let's go kick their fucking ass so the gates they try to use to get back in there now they're unable to use so now they're all screwed it just more gnarly happens and um uh this clone of of uh sinister 
is is in charge now. He's the one who does more of the DNA work, and that's been part of uh, Mr. Sinister's deal from the get-go. But this particular clone perfected the, the gene code. Um, so now it's like, all right, let's kill all the hostages. Professor X fucking trips out like, no, I did what you, what you said. I sent them off world. And... Um, he, Professor X just is losing it by this point, and he's like, "Okay, I'm ready." And more McTaggart's like, "All right, I've been waiting to fucking kill you, motherfucker." Um, and right when she's about to kill him, uh, Rogue comes to save Professor X, which is great to see. Like, okay, someone fucking someone saved you. Um, so she's flying out with Professor X. She's like, "Hang on, they're deploying Sentinels after us. I'm taking it to Steve, Steve Rogers. He's reforming the Unity Squad. We have friends." And then we get this dialogue from Professor X telling her, "My God, my God, no, 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 no! Take me to the island. That's suicide, Charles. Please, you don't understand. They're all gone, Rogue. Who's gone? Our mutant family. Everyone who walked through the gates. They were." They were meant to go to Araco. I can't reach any of them. They're all gone. All of them. They're all dead. Charles, there were a quarter million mutants on Krakoa. They can't all be gone. But they are. I made everyone walk through the gates at the party and across the planet. Stasis told me I had to, but I didn't know. I didn't know when they, that they did something to the gates. I pushed them into a meat grinder. They're all dead. Like, just fucking bizarre. Um, so now we see Professor X losing it, like, all dead, and I killed them. Now leave me and go avenge them. Like, he's just destroyed, crying on the island. And Charles trembled. So this is the last piece of dialogue. Charles trembled in the waves and wept for all he'd built, was now in ruins. He anguished for the children he helped murder that night. All good things must end. And fall of the House of X had begun. Pacific Archipelago of Krakoa, population one. Like, just bizarre to see. And they even mentioned this. Um, this is now going to be considered the Mutant Massacre. And the, the Mutant Massacre was a thing in the, in the, in the late, no, early 90s. Mutant Massacre. Um, where, where hundreds and thousands of, of mutants just got butchered, literally. Um... Yeah, so I loved this fucking title. It was gnarly. It was very what the fuck. Like, uh, Adam enjoyed it. I know he did. He hit me up on the side, and I miss you, Adam. All right, guys. I did say it was going to be short. I loved this title. So if it, this one was interesting to you guys, this is uh, X-Men Hellfire Gala. Feel free to hit me up on social media. And, um, yeah, I'll catch you guys next week for sure. Peace out. All right, guys. Uh, long time no chat. Um, Who? Okay, when I recorded the last episode, which was I don't even remember, dude, late uh, September, because it was around October, around my birthday ish. Um, fuck me, even before that. Um, my dad passed away um, November twentieth, twenty twenty-two, last year. So week of Thanksgiving. Um, a lot of bizarre, a lot of gnarly shit. Um, uh, family knows exactly what fucking happened. Um, very few friends know exactly what happened. Uh, that one was the biggest ass kicker of, of my life. And so to have recorded the last one and like, I need to make more fucking time to, to, to do this bullshit that makes me happy and it's therapeutic for me. Um, my, my dad ended up going to the hospital and, and things got really bad really quick because of medical staff. Like that's safe to not even assume this shit happened. Uh, lack of medical awareness, lack of medical help, lack of idiot fucking doctors and fucking nurses. Um, he got bad really fucking quick, dude. Like I... I'm going to tell you guys what happened eventually, but that's going to be a very descriptive and very R-rated uh, show when, when I finally talk about it, because the way my dad went was fucking bizarre and inhumane, 
and and homeboy was in a lot of fucking pain and not because of anything he fucking did but because of fucking doctors and because of fucking nurses um he he the, the lighter details were he he sprained he fractured his his ankle um bones splintered out and that was the least painful fucking thing he went through um to see him moved from place to place and at his age he's always on top of his fucking game and he was still on top of his fucking game and just getting sent hospital to hospital back and forth was nuts but i mean i i, I would leave from work from the office to to go do that let second job know like i'm gonna have to bail or like i don't know what's going on but i have to be there so everyone was understanding which is great i mean how can you not be fucking understanding so the jobs were great and um so, geez, late September or early, no, uh, October, uh, my dad, uh, I mean, fuck me. I, I took my, my birthday off on October 17th just because I wanted to see my fucking dad, and I don't really celebrate my birthday, so that's what I wanted to do. And um, what's up, dad? How you doing? Good, mijo. How you doing? And he's just fucking tired. <laughs> like, poor guy's not getting any sleep. He's getting sent everywhere. Just bizarre. Everything but bizarre. Bizarre. So I know everyone has gone through this. Everyone has had a loss. And I completely understand, and I empathize, and I sympathize. This one was gnarly. Completely fucking gnarly. Because he didn't go He didn't go fucking kindly. Um, Mijo, what, what day is it today? Uh, it's Monday, Dad. What date is it? It's October 17th, Dad. Happy birthday, mijo. He lights up and just to tell me happy birthday. Um, and, and him telling me, like, mijo, like, always keep the family together. Um, <laughs> just everything he told all of us, I'm sure, um, was gnarly and, and, and bizarre. And as a family, we had to decide on on what uh what the best way to go about things we're, we're going to be and that put a divide in the family um, ideals and ideologies and how do you want to see someone compared to i don't want to see homeboy suffering um was was a big fucking thing that our family had to deal with um, I've been depressed before. This one was not uh, depression. It's not depression. Like this one was just heartbreaking. Um, not depression. Heartbreaking. Gut wrenching. To the point where I lost my fucking face. Like, completely lost my faith. Um, I don't believe anymore. I don't. Um, I don't pray anymore. Like, I don't think I give a shit anymore. And I know I'm a terrible person for thinking this and feeling it and saying it and saying out loud and saying it to whoever's listening. But... If the, do, my dad should not have gone out that way at all. Like, he was too good of a fucking person to go through that much fucking pain and fucking misery. And it was like, you were just fucking with him. It was very heartbreaking. So, after we decided, and we didn't even have to decide, things went downhill to the point where there's nothing the doctors can do anymore. So we're there together as a family, and for the rift that it did put and, and the stress it did put on the family and, and us arguing about this, and with valid reasons, I know every, why everyone felt the, the way they did, and so, so we didn't have to be the ones to pull the plug, like that, which... Again, that was, uh, I mean, uh, get all your siblings together, guys, and try to fucking figure that one out. 
Um, so we didn't have to decide because it finally happened and he went through so much fucking pain that his body finally fucking gave out. The best thing we can do was, all right, so let's have him go as peacefully as, as we can now. So we're all there and, and heartbreaking, just heartbreaking. And I know everyone, again, has had a loss like this. And I've lost a lot of fucking people and I know I'm going to lose a lot more. This dude was my superhero. Like, he... Small things still fucking remind me of him. And it's not a bad fucking thing at all. Um, This is the most emotional I've been in a long fucking time. Like, I would just stare out into nothing and and just... just Fucking tears would start fucking bawling out of me. And... I lost... I don't know, the passion, the passion, like, uh, number one, heartbroken, uh, number two, I lost my passion, um, to write, to, to create, to do anything, to do this, to, this is fucking always been therapeutic and it is therapy for me. And this one was just for the service. Like I could not write anything. Like, uh, leading up to the service the night before, I'm still like, I don't know what to fucking write about this. Like, there's so much to write about. And all I could do the night before was, all right, motherfucker, if you're not going to write, just hit these topics. Like, hit this, 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 this. So, bullet fucking points. And I know everyone wrote something. And I didn't write anything. And the passion to write has been gone. Um, so I know my cousin posted it on Facebook and I don't even remember what the fuck I said, but that was all off the cuff and that was all me. And I wanted people to know how funny he was, how smart he was and, um, how sweet and and just compassionate and generous this dude was. And, um, so number one, the break. In the podcast is it, it was a break. It was a break I fucking needed. Um, second job, uh, I was I was I was running and I was expo, so I'm setting food up for people and I'm taking food out to you. Um, I did what I know how to do best, and and I threw myself into fucking work. So I love cooking in my own life, and I'm like, you know what? Let's learn the kitchen here. I've never worked in 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 the fast food industry in the restaurant industry never have never thought i would and it's this weird thing about me now where there's this second act and third act in my life right now and i want to open up a restaurant eventually I want to get my fucking feet wet, like, in a fucking kitchen and be in the grind and and learn this. So, I'm literally there now Monday through Fridays. And that was an interesting process to get me back there. But I, I do like it. It's fucking work. And I fucking hate it. But I fucking love it, too. It's stupid. And, and I don't mind the work, but I literally threw myself into fucking work. And the weekends now I have off, thank God. <laughs> thank God, right? Um, and I use the time to be present for fucking people and family and, and friends, even though I know a lot of you guys. Like, I, I jumped off of social media. The only thing I kept was Instagram. <laughs> like, I, I deleted everything. Um but Instagram, for some fucking forsaken reason, I don't know. But Facebook, I jumped, everything I jumped off of. You, I was radio fucking silent till probably a month ago. And it was also therapeutic for me because I really got tired of seeing your dad was a good man. It's like, I fucking know. That's, it was, he was my fucking dad. I know. Um, there, there's only been one person that that has been... The sweetest and kindest about it, and and everyone always wants to tell you about their loss when you're grief-stricken or heartbroken or destroyed or whatever you want to call it or depressed or sad. 
anything and all of those things. And it was an old co-worker during COVID. And she texted me out of the blue, how you doing? I'm like, I'm doing, I, my dad passed. And she's like, when can I call you? Um, she lives in Washington now, I believe. So Jadel, you're never going to listen to this, but thank you, dude. She called me just to check up on me. And she's the only person, again, everyone wants to talk about their grief and what they went through and everything. And I try not to be like that in, in, in anything because a lot of times people are fucking dickheads anyways um, and don't want to hear about what you went through uh, during this thing. And they want to throw it back in your face because blah, 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 blah. If it sounds like I'm cynical, it's because it's not cynical or cynicism at all. It's fucking legit shit that people are just so out of their goddamn fucking minds um, that they, they're not understanding. And they want to compare theirs to yours and theirs is worse than yours. Like, it, let's be fucking understanding and fucking compassionate here, right? Serious shit. Um, Jadel, though, only fucking person. Tell me about your dad. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I haven't told a lot of people. Like, family knows, and maybe like, oh god, I had to tell my fucking nephew, Chris, what happened. That one was fucking heartbreaking. Um, and she's like, no, I don't want to know how. I want to know about your dad. Tell me about your dad. And. That was the most sweetest, kindest fucking thing anyone could have done for me at the time. Just tell tell me about him. And getting choked up because she knows nothing about my dad. She's not, I haven't even met her in person. We were working remotely, so I don't even know her. And to describe my dad was therapeutic, and that's what I fucking needed the most. So my dad goes, and I lose my passion to write, to read, to record. The therapy sessions that I would have weekly are fucking gone because it doesn't feel good. And the pain of working more is what helped. And has it been helping me out? Like, if I wasn't a workaholic already, it's been fucking interesting. But again, not taking anything out on anyone. And just trying, just fucking trying to do something new with this fucking cooking thing and see what avenues I can get out of it. My dad was a killer cook. Um, I'm never going to touch dude, but... Uh, hopefully, you know, like later on down the road, this is more tools in my tool bag than I can have to do anything. Um, and I just threw myself into work. And again, that was my therapy session. So the break of the podcast is because I had a fucking broken heart. That's it. Plain and simple. And the break is... It broke me. Um, I mean, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't go back to the bottle. Although there were some days where a shot or two or five were needed, um, but I didn't do anything to hurt myself besides work more and get no sleep. Um, and and honestly, again, it broke me. Like the, the mental. Uh, I don't know the heartbreak. The heartbreak. Uh, losing him and and. So many good fucking memories of him. We still meet up with my family once a month. And now to pass my dad around like a joint, his urn around. Um, I can't wait for my time to come back again. It's just the home feels more like home when, when, he's, when he's up on my shelf, dad on a shelf. Um, and he would appreciate <laughs> those corny fucking jokes. Um, yeah, this has been therapy for me for the longest time. So to take this long of a break and to finally 
say it out loud like fuck me like this this was heartbreaking and just to be so disappointed in the way the medical facilities just did such a fucking lousy fucking job is terrible and to see my dad just homeboy was a fighter dude and and he fought as long as he fucking could and homeboy put on the biggest fake fucking look for us all the fucking time and again, I know everyone has had a loss. I wish it wasn't a thing, but it's a thing that has to happen. Um, it took me this long to get back to this, something I love doing, and my dad would have been pissed off at me. Like, why are you stopping? And he'd probably get upset, like, why are you working too much? Dad, I learned it from you. Um, is a weird thing. Um, but yeah, so that was the break and the break. Uh, I'm better now. I mean, I'm, I'm good. I've been good. Like, I'm not even going to lie, guys. I've been fucking good. It was just the whole you lost your passion to read or write or, or do anything for your fucking self, which... In life right now, I'm doing everything for every fucking buddy else but myself. And I hope a lot of people listen to this. Like, self-sacrificing? Fuck me, dude. I'm working an extraordinary fucking amount. Um, I don't know. It's a weird life, but... The more I do things for myself, I want it to be that. I want to keep people around me happy. Um, I'm done with a lot of arguments. I'm done with a lot of things. I just don't want to not do something I love anymore or passionately. And, you know, I don't want to drop those. So, so I'm back and I'm sorry, guys. I hope none of you guys listen to this. Um, but if you guys do like this has always been a love letter, this whole podcast thing has been a love letter and, um, I love doing this. And again, it's the theme is very therapeutic and it's very much needed. I'm ready to get back to it. All right. I'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Uh, that was way too long. Peace out.